Hi, this is Joel Rosenberg, and this is podcast number six. And this is uh, a podcast focused on why I cannot support the resolution in Congress to authorize this particular president uh, going to war in Syria. The Syria conflict obviously has been an enormous uh, debate, a very controversial debate, and it is now coming to a head as uh, Congress is being asked to vote, debate, and vote on a resolution to authorize the president um, to be able to use force in Syria. Uh, this is the uh, the blog I did. Uh, it was posted on September 5th, uh, Wednesday night, uh, September 4th. Uh, Lynn and I and our sons celebrated Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year. We ate apples dipped in honey, we watched the YouTube video of someone blowing a, a shofar in Israel, and we prayed. And as we did, I found myself wondering what kind of year is ahead for Israel, uh, for the people of Syria, for the people of Iran, and Egypt, and Lebanon, and Jordan, and all of those in the Middle East. There is so much pain and uncertainty in the epicenter right now. More than 110,000 people have been killed in Syria during their civil war, some, as you know, reportedly because of chemical weapons. More than 2 million Syrians have fled their country as refugees from the violence. An estimated 5 million Syrians have been what's called internally displaced. In other words, they've fled from their homes, their towns, their villages, to be safe from the violence, they haven't yet fled the entire country. They're not yet refugees in Lebanon or in in Jordan, for example. But they they have been they have been displaced from their homes. When I see such suffering, my heart grieves. I want to help, uh, but the question is: Is there a way really to make a difference? Now, as a Christian, as an evangelical Christian and as the president of the Joshua Fund, there is something that my team and I, with your help, can do. We can pray fervently and faithfully for peace in Syria, for God's mercy on that embattled country, for courage and boldness, for the Christians there to be light in the darkness, for the spread of the gospel, for many to come to Christ, for the church to be the hope of uh, forgiveness and reconciliation. We can send on our team to, into the region to encourage our Arab Christian friends and allies in Syria, Lebanon, and Jordan. We can fund projects to care for those who are suffering, uh, food, clothing, other types of medical supplies, other types of relief aid. We can fund projects to get the gospel to as many people in Syria as possible. We can teach Christians about the history and future of Syria and Damascus. We can also stand with Israel, bless her people, uh, Arabs and Jews, and prepare for another possible war, particularly if one comes between Syria and Israel. And we can, of course, pray for and encourage other Christian ministries and organizations who are like-minded. In short, we, what we can do is do what the Bible tells us to do, regardless of what the politicians and military leaders decide to do. So this is what my colleagues at the Joshua Fund and I are doing, and this is what we'll continue to do. Now, that being said, as an American citizen, I'm finding it actually much more difficult to determine what to do vis-a-vis uh, -vis, you know, U.S. foreign policy. Uh, as I've written recently, on principle, I want the U.S. to take action. I don't want to see cruel tyrants use weapons of mass destruction with impunity. There must be justice. 
Assad and, regime, and his regime should be punished. But here's the thing. We are witnessing the clash between two terrible evils in Syria right now. Bashar al-Assad's brutal regime is in a winner-take-all fight to the death with the bloodthirsty demonic forces of al-Qaeda and other radical Islamic groups. In this nightmare environment, can the U.S. military make a meaningful difference? Now, I, I've been wrestling about this for several days, and here is where I've come out. I cannot in good conscience support the congressional resolution to authorize this particular president with the power to use U.S. military force, force in Syria for 60 days, much less 90 days, for three reasons. First, the United States does not currently have a president who is trustworthy, principled, steady, and wise. To the contrary, uh, sadly, Mr. Obama is weak, vacillating, dithering, and devoid of a clear, compelling, and principled policy in the Middle East. He doesn't inspire confidence, not with our allies, not with our Congress, and most importantly, not with the American people. It is clear that he drew his red line without thinking it through. He does not have a plan. He hasn't built congressional or international support. He's winging it, and that is incredibly dangerous. Second, nobody is with us. President Obama has been unable to build even the limited international coalition for action that President George W. Bush built going into Iraq in 2003. Third, the unintended consequences of becoming engaged in the war in Syria with an undependable president could be catastrophic. And this could draw our government, uh, and thus us, in even deeper with no exit strategy. What if a U.S. military strike in Syria leads to the fall of Assad and to al-Qaeda or other radical Islamic groups coming to power? What if Syria's chemical and biological weapons fall into the hands of al-Qaeda or other terrorists? What if those terrorists use those weapons against the American people and or our allies? What if the radical jihadist rebels start massacring the Christians of Syria? What if Assad, in a desperate last gasp of vengeance, unleashes a chemical weapons attack against Israel? And these are just a handful of the nightmare scenarios that could unfold. Under a different president, one who was trusted and respected deeply by the American people and our allies, one who... Uh, has foreign policy experience, one who uh, has principles, solid principles and a steady hand. Under such different president, I would be open to supporting this resolution. I, I could support it because I would believe that that president would be ready to handle any unintended consequence. As it stands, I agree with most of the language in the resolution, but I do not have any confidence that President Obama is up to this enormous challenge.
And since the downstream effects of what could be unleashed by a mishandling of this crisis are so horrible, I would not be able to vote in favor of the resolution if I were a member of the House or Senate. It is a dangerous thing to have an American president that the nation does not trust to lead us into battle or that we can depend upon in times of crisis. But sadly, that is where I believe we are. All the more I am praying for the sovereign Lord to have mercy on us, our allies, and the people of Syria, and the people of the epicenter. I'm also praying for the president, his national security team, and Congress, as well as for the leaders of Israel, for the wisdom and the courage to do the right thing. But my hope is not in the White House. My hope is in Christ. I am recording this in the midst of uh, a day full of interviews uh, that I'm doing, uh, including on the Sean Hannity Show, Dennis Miller, and others. So you're hearing some phone calls come in. I apologize about that. But I hope this is helpful in, in, in giving you a sense of where I'm coming from and why I uh, am deeply grieving the situation in Syria. But I could not support this congressional authorization uh, for the president to use military force. Thanks for listening. God bless you.